2: Hello, Tim and Guy here, and welcome to the Worst
1: Idea of All Time, Season 5. This season we are watching the French-originated softcore pornography series, Emmanuel. Because why not? These films contain some anachronistic and downright problematic scenes from time to time. Which we will not be discussing to keep
2: our podcast a stupid and friendly place to be.
1: Also, you do not need to watch these films, as always, so just enjoy the show. We're watching the movies, so you don't
2: have to. Happy listening, everybody. (laughs) A reprise of the theme that permeates Emmanuel 2, the musical theme that is. In terms of uh, thematics, I would say this film is an advertisement for open marriages.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome to the worst idea of all time, season number Thinko, That's five. And this season, we are watching the entire Emmanuel collection of erotica films. Was That's... it a good idea? Time will tell. I uh, suspect possibly not. We have just watched Emmanuel Two. Mm. Uh, the tagline of which
2: is "In love, it is better to give and to receive." Hey, it's like Christmas. I'm
1: Emmanuel, and I'm Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you how to do both. Um, the subtitle of this film. Uh, the french i believe translates to the joys of a woman and there are many joys of a woman yeah a lovely hug um fantastic company a lot Ro- of them are, a lot of them are really good drivers
2: robust conversation uh, some of them can do statistics i find across the board women are what's your favorite joy of a woman guy desirable company <laughs> Uh, what, do, what what do I how could I how could I hate woman? Me mum's one. <laughs> I didn't realise Ricky Gervais was joining us <laughs> as a special guest. Uh, so yes, Emmanuel the joys of woman, or its original title, Emmanuel La, Lantivierge, is a 1975 French softcore erotica film directed by Francis Giacobetti.
1: Now. I, we must front load with this. This entire film is in French, and this time there were no subtitles. That's right.
2: I did think this installment of the Emmanuel franchise suffered somewhat from taking place entirely in a language that neither of us understand. What does it leave you with? Great question. Essentially,
1: deeply, one and
2: a half hours of handsome man. wealthy French people in a city I believe to be Hong Kong, a city and... Country, city, state, city, state. What's the deal with I Hong believe Kong? to be Hong Kong. Um, I I don't know enough to wade into the world of having an opinion, but from what I can tell, yeah, it's not good. They're frustrated, and China oh, is what's rude. Happening
1: in Hong Kong right now, yeah, 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 totally. Um, that's a different podcast. We're here to talk about Emmanuel De. Yeah. I wish they called it that. Simple. Well, they kind French of too. They kind of De. do. Uh,
2: so uh, you, you, if you don't understand. What is being said? Understand. You're watching, just like wealthy French,
1: either diplomats or layabout sort of. Oh, come on! Let's put a stake in the ground here. Here's what I reckon, Mister Mister em- Mr. Mrs Emmanuel. I reckon definitely a diplomat called Jean. Jean. He's got a little moustache and he looks like the guy whose name I forget from uh, what's the real good series about Pablo Escobar? Was well, that Narcos? About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pena, Agent Pena Haven't seen it, man He looks like that He looks like uh, a real life version of a character that would be drawn in Archer He's also in um, Star Wars, which more people will know But I'm not a Star Wars guy, so I don't have the reference to hand Apologies He's a diplomat
2: Space nerds He lives in Hong Kong His
1: wife, Emmanuel, arrives to Fuck Yeah, man So this is a different Emmanuel. This is not your dad's Emmanuel. In the first movie, very shy, like a little flower that hasn't quite opened up yet. In this one, blam, here she is. Very confident, strident, smoking a cigar, which I took as a real sign of uh, empowerment and confidence. I ran out of synonyms. And I uh, I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. She's out there. Kicking ass, taking names.
2: Same Emmanuel, different husband, similar setup. Here's a guy kicking it on the government's dime in instead of Thailand, Hong Kong. Yeah, here is a woman who is excited to bone her husband, yes, but also literally anyone who will bone her. <laughs> and so the film begins in earnest. The two of them meet one another. It turns out that Gene, this diplomat husband, Mr. Emmanuel, has been keeping company with a
1: beautiful guy who loves to have a bath and drink a couple of tall boys in the bath. We called him Bath Boy because we didn't catch his name, but it could be Christopher or it might be Michael. We're not sure, but holy smokes, you could set your watch to that chin. The guy is unfathomably handsome. And there's something about these beautiful seventies films that have a little bit of ass on the well, lens that just makes everything all the more beautiful because there's less definition. You know what? That is Your one brain's thing filling in a couple pixels for you.
2: I will say for this film is it is beautifully shot. Wonderful on location. I mean the the every visual detail of
1: this film delights. Yeah. The, Truly, it's a sumptuous feast for the eyes. The lighting's really good. And I think. And using, we're not just
2: talking about the erotica.
1: Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're using. We're talking about everything. I still don't have a firm grasp on this, but anamorphic lenses for a lot of those close ups. You remember that conversation where there's no two shot? So we're just seeing Emmanuel and Anna Marie talking, and it's just boom, 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 boom. Real close, real close, close up but like it looks awesome i'm pretty sure it was done with an anamorphic lens
2: i mean i i i i don't know what that is
1: they're like i think it's a um you know how widescreen is 16 by 9 anamorphic is even like longer than that oh wow but then you kind of like crush it back in together it gives you it gives you a cool like effect whatever it is i
2: probably got that a bit wrong it looks fantastic
1: it does. and it's it's. I mean, what does it say about this? The they're, they're, chef. they're rich, and <laughs> the and the. Credits, it's got um chief apparently, and French's chef. So it's got like the chef machinist and the uh, chef electrician. I love that, <laughs> and it really tickled me to think of um, a Frenchman who is unbeatable in the kitchen with a big tall chef's head on dealing with all the cameras and the guys totally, and the lighting. Totally out of their depth. <laughs> but they pulled it out. off.
2: So the, these beautiful <laughs> chefs have created a visual platform in which, as I've been saying, these are wealthy French folks just fuck about in Hong Kong and later on in Bali, I understand. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me, because what I find interesting about these erotica films is that they don't really fill out the careers of the characters. I mean,
1: we don't know that. We didn't understand a lick of dialogue.
2: I know, but they don't spend any time doing jobs. No one spends any of their time doing whatever it is that they're supposed to do for a living. And so we're sort of left like with... But also, because it's softcore or erotica, Mm. the sex scenes are neither explicit nor especially lengthy. And so you've got an hour and a half film in which I would say about... 15 to 20 minutes of it are taken up by some version of erotic play. Yep. And then sort of 60 to 70 minutes of just like these people
1: in beautiful environments. Which I'm quite into. It was kind of cool because... And it's 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 probably not possible to discern absolutely, but I'm pretty sure the very gorgeous man was a phenomenal actor. He looked like I was believing him. I don't know what he These, was conveying. Anyone who's acting in not English has an immediate running start. I think because yeah, if, you, if you
2: even with subtitles actually, you can't be critical of the nuance of the way they're talking or true, line true. reads or options because you don't fucking understand what they're saying.
1: Especially when he's that dazzlingly handsome. Yeah, it really threw me. But I pretty I was trying to figure out is that tub boy because at this, I'm pretty sure when he was in the tub he had a mustachio, And then when we saw him out of the tub he didn't. But then right at the end of the film there's a mustachio gentleman who is a little more age appropriate for Anna Marie. To there was a different guy at the a end. Tryst with.
2: So yeah, the 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 plot loosely follows Emmanuel and Mr. Emmanuel. Mr.
1: Mrs. Emmanuel.
2: Tub boy or bath boy, whatever you want to call him. And Tubman, uh, when Emmanuel arrives, Mr. Emmanuel has actually been having a totally sanctioned affair with a woman who
1: we will call Lisa. And Lisa has <laughs> a, just plucked Lisa out of nothing. Or is that have you been reading plot points?
2: Uh, I plucked it out of nothing.
1: He's reading notes,
2: everyone. Just so I'm on know. the
1: Wikipedia page now. That's sick.
2: Anyway, uh, Lisa has a... Daughter? Stepdaughter? Lisa has a, 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 some person who is... Award. In her award, who is called Anna Marie. And Emmanuel befriends Anna Marie and finds out that Anna, Marie, uh, Anna Maria, in spite of being beautiful, mm-hmm. does not bone. And in Emmanuel's book, this is a big no-no. This is unacceptable. So she takes Anna Maria under her wing. Uh, while doing so, by the way, she shows up to a dance class that Anna Maria is taking in the heart of a bustling Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, Look like quite an advanced ballet course. Totally man. walks into the class, stops it to say hello. The teacher <laughs> goes, hey, you can't do that. And this, Manuel goes, okay,
1: and then just lets herself into the teacher's office. Yeah, this, that, that bit was in English and very funny. So you've got a, you know, what I assume to be an incredibly high-level ballet instructor and five women who are learning, and they're like, you know, they're going through their plies and what have you, second position. That's it. That's all I know. Oh. No, that's it. <laughs> the pir- a pirouette. Yeah, fuck, that's what I was trying to remember too. Nice, nice one. Um and yeah, so uh Mrs. Emmanuel bowls in there and uh taps Anna Marie and the guy just says in English is like I- I'm so sorry. You-, you can't interrupt the class while the dance is the training. It's yeah. like, yeah, man. We both it's said fucking that's, a. that's fucking right. And Have you ever sh- done ballet? No, but... Uh, I think you'd actually be
2: very good at it. you a ballet body. My older sister did a lot of ballet. She got pretty good. Yeah. But you got to really want it. Fucking A. It's really hardcore. Yeah. One of the most hardcore things you can do.
1: Yeah, I've seen the feet. It looks like it's very damaging. Long it term. looks
2: cool, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, the hordes of professional ballerinas who are listening to this program uh, absolutely love me summarizing the entirety of looks their cool. life's work as looking cool. Yeah. But I I never really fucked with it myself. But so upon the rejection of her rude behavior, the ballet teacher says, don't do that. And Emmanuel says, okay, I'm just going to go into your office and start fucking around with your stuff. Yeah. Amongst the ballet teacher's stuff is this, would you
1: call it a pictograph? Yeah, this sounds good. It's some sort of, it. it it's like a, it looks like... It looks like a set of binoculars almost, those old school ones that you get on top of the Empire State Building. You know the ones. You drop a twenty five cent piece in. Does anyone call them that? A quarter. You put a quarter in it and then you can like have a look around and stuff. Except instead of a magnified um, image of New York City, when Emmanuel looks into this thing, it's actually like this animated erotica short film. Which is fucking dope. It's like the original We Are Your Friends, where there's that cutscene to all the animation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much she
2: watches it. There is a woman who is bent over in exactly the same position as the person who's using this, uh, what did I call it, pictograph? Pictograph. And lo and behold, someone approaches that person from behind and sticks their bloody beak in between
1: their legs. Yeah, it's the ballet instructor. And yea, verily, the same thing happens to Emmanuel in real life. It's a cool cartoon. I thought it looked cool. I like the art style. I'm a big fan of like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but that kind of line art where everything's very sort of um, like bold and simplified. I think that looks cool. And that's kind of the the style. Can I
2: just go back to Americans calling it a quarter? Yeah, yeah. A quarter of what? A dollar. Exactly. What's a dollar?
1: A hundred cents.
2: They understand the concept of things making it to a hundred. Yeah. Why the fuck do they apply this to their money and
1: nothing else? If they, they want to do it they should go whole hog. I'm pretty sure it was living legend God I hope he doesn't die between now and when this comes out. Former president Jimmy Carter had a real effort at trying to convert the rest of everything to metric. And the Americans man, they wouldn't stand for I it. I think someone needs Because to- they associate very strange things with a sense of freedom.
2: I think that's, that they need to take their concept of money mm. and introduce the imperial system to that. So they don't um, get the satisfaction of a dollar equaling, equaling exactly <laughs> 100
1: cents. It's some sort of weird fucking open-ended mess. A, uh, what did we have? Because we, we had imperial until 1967 in New Zealand. And they were and like, We're
2: doing fine now,
1: everybody. If yeah. anything, we're doing better. Do you remember when the notes changed from paper to plastic in yeah. this country, so my friend was in the army in basic training where you just get completely cut off from life and it happened while he was gone. He came back and all the currency was different really fucking got him and it's just quite freaky it's quite a like it's kind of low level, but it's so pervasive that all the money changes while you're away for a set number of months you know it's quite a weird thing to come back into society with it's like Fuck, you guys changed all the money. This, there was a weird thing to switch while I was gone. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's I fun. like our
2: money. It's good. Australia's got the best money, mm-hmm.
1: then Canada, then I us. I've Canadian money. What do they got over there? RuPaul's? Yeah, yeah they use Shekels. RuPauls. <laughs> um, Shekels are cents, and RuPauls are like dollars for Canadians. They just used the colourful fucking scheme that we used as well. Oh, that's nice. A lot of orange, a lot of purple. I don't
2: know. They just there. There are spruce. We've got magic mushrooms
1: on our one. It's on the ten. Yeah, we've got some blue meanies.
2: No, they're on the. They're on the fifty. Oh yeah, yeah, the fifty
1: on the back. Yeah, they're fucking sitting there, begging to be plucked and eaten. The Reserve Bank will tell you otherwise, but we all know. We know what mushrooms they are. We know really.
0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash acast. That's burrow.com slash acast. Burrow.com slash acast.
1: So anyway, back to the film. Emmanuel de.
2: Yeah, so yeah, Emmanuel bones the, the ballet teacher and she just keeps this friendship up. She fucks a guy at a polo club and eventually her and Mr. Emmanuel,
1: Mr. Mrs. Emmanuel,
2: Go to Bali. There's this beautiful 10-minute sequence which isn't to do with sex or the furthering of the story at all. It's just some traditional Balinese performance piece. That was awesome. And then there's a three way to end things.
1: What did you think that was? Because it looked like to me like a... um, uh, I actually did leave halfway through, I think, to make (laughs) noodles. But it kind of looked to me like a... Um, what are they called like a rite of passage into adulthood what are they called most cultures have them it's, you know a bar mitzvah well, yeah 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 but there's this kind of a general word to describe coming of age yeah yeah that kind a of coming thing. of age film like an int- <laughs> it's a, Emmanuel De a real coming of age film Um, and an age of coming there you go Uh, that's what that ceremonial performance looked to me as being a, 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 a sort of welcoming of someone into adulthood yeah we don't have that in kind of I mean, can party I just take a sip? What we've f- got twenty firsts. Where yeah. you wait until twenty one, where you're definitely like it's too late to be doing it, and then we poison you with alcohol. You drink a yard glass of beer or for no
2: real reason,
1: a bootful. Either You've way, done you sherry guy. To, no, i don't know sherry once, just once though. And it's, you know, it's just beer out of a shoe.
2: Yeah, that is gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. I just want to say. Because in talking about this now, it's clear to me that neither of us really, aside from admiring the aesthetics, had an experience with this film. You and I just settled up next to each other again at about one o'clock on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon to watch an hour and a half of yeah. French erotica yeah. with no entry or reference point. Also, Boner Pat- Patrol, yep. nothing over here. Yeah. Not even the whisper of a boner I had last time. Mm-hmm. I mean I just want to, I want this series to get to America so they can start fucking it up take us to space. Yeah. These are competently made skin flicks
1: that leave very little for us it's to all, unpick. especially because we aren't French and especially with this one cuz we didn't have subtitles. It's we're essentially watching art house films that tend toward the erotic. Yeah. Because the 70s had um, a slightly more conservative view of what you could do on screen I think so like even though this was probably judged as pornography back you know softcore admittedly pornography back in the day I very much put this in the genre of erotica just because it's so like beautifully done yeah and they're not afraid to like travel around create some storylines introduce people do some good acting it's confident languid filmmaking
2: yeah they are not rushing anything no. you're saying hey this is what we want to have the camera on
1: and we're going to keep the camera on this for as long as we like. Doesn't that feel nice? Like, at times it gets a little long in the tooth. I mean, but I, I like the slower pace of um, content. Can I say that dirty C word on this podcast? Yeah. I'm just absorbing so much shit that's been made recently. And admittedly, like, you know, it's got my brain jacked up on Netflix juices. Getting me hooked for that next episode on how the Roys will survive this uh, particular scandal. But. It's just it's nice to see a movie from the seventies where we can just take a breath, have a look at the beautiful lighting that someone spent a lot of time doing and actually appreciate some craftsmanship. It's fine work. This movie's not afraid to show
2: you the following body
1: parts. Go.
2: Asses. Yes. Nipples. Yes. Pubic mounds. Yes, but I'll no, tell brother. you what you won't see. Yeah. A hog. Not one solitary sausage. That's called Emmanuel De. It should be called
1: Not One Hog. <laughs> it probably is in French. We just misinterpreted the, the subtitle. There was no hogs. It was a hog-free zone in Emmanuel 1, I
2: believe. I reckon these all, all these films are going to be hog-free. Yeah. But isn't it interesting to think that uh, Flaccid Penis... Yep. Would be permi- like I feel like in the context of this film, mm. a flaccid penis would be permissible. Well, I would not be surprised if we came across a few
1: flaccid penai. That's the rule in broadcasting. Flaccid. Flaccid, fine. Flaccid all day. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Erect penai. Go to Dubai. Go nine eye. Because it's nighttime yeah. and this shit's not
2: fit for <laughs> uh broadcast. I mean I you know, if I chart what a boner is a boner is not always loaded with eroticism some sometimes you have a boner for no reason at all stop sexual i want to
1: normalize desexualized boners or that's what that i'm talking goes. about
2: yeah normalize uh a random boner there is Your a one was better
1: there is a massage scene and i use the term incredibly loosely where um, a bunch of. So it's kind of a nice family outing in a way, because I feel like they've taken Anna Marie. Anna Maria or Maria? Anna Maria. Very important I get that right. They've taken Anna Maria to, like, get a rub down, basically. And these um, Balinese, I don't know, ostensibly massage therapists of a degree <laughs> yeah, just take all their clothes off and just, like, rub all against their bodies. And I was like, oh, yeah. And also, there's a. Um, Fucking uh, acupuncture scene, and man, they chuck a needle in her. Uh, it's like under your tongue. I've, I've forgotten what that muscle's I find called.
2: acupuncture the very concept of it so intense. The needles, it's. I really get even now. I get quite squeamish. They have a couple coming out of the sides of it in her temples. In her
1: temple, which like
2: and one in her tongue. This is dangerous. And it sends her into an absolute frenzy. She has a powerful erotic dream while Bath Boy watches on. And within her erotic dream, her and bath boy are having at it. But in the
1: actual acupuncture therapist's room, she's she's just just masturbating while he watches. Yeah, yeah. With some needles in her temples and stuff. Acupuncture is so interesting. So you you haven't had it done yourself? No. I haven't either, but I'd really like to. It's quite fascinating because, I mean, like the Western medical perspective doesn't fully understand how it works, but does recognize that it is effective. So, like, in in New Zealand, we've got this thing called ACC, which is the Accident Compensation Corporation. And it was established so that people wouldn't sue the fuck out of each other. Like, we looked over at America and we were like, hey, this looks bad. How do we avoid it? So we developed the ACC, which everyone pays a little over 1% of their income into. And then if you get um, a sporting injury, hit by a car, you fall off some fucking rocks while you're going for a tramp, whatever the fuck, if you incur an injury from that, and you're unable to work as a consequence, you will generally get paid 80% of your income. ACC will fund restorative therapies. Medically proven, clinically borne out therapeutics. And acupuncture is part of that. Because they, it is so like proven effective. They don't know how it works, but they're like, this definitely does work. The ACC covers... A, a wide
2: range of things which you would think like acupuncture is very much inside of the medical oeuvre but there's a there was I one didn't that really know it was chelsea to me it sounds very alternative that my partner was doing i can't remember what it's called osteop- osteopathy or ho- osteopathy yeah but it was, it's something like a, a a sort of woo-woo scalp massage is it yeah that uh she Woo- was don't say woo-woo That's how she described it to me. She said, I can't believe this is covered by ACC. It's pretty woo woo for the ACC. Did it work? For her? Yeah, I mean, she enjoys them. I don't know that it's meant to work per se. Like, there's no, like,
1: there's no desired outcome. A lot of that shit, I reckon, is probably just about relaxing you. Because if your body gets all tense, it fucks out, you know? Yeah. And that. Is why I do mushrooms.
2: On the 26th of September in 2006, an IMDb user named Falcon Air reviewed Emmanuel 2 yeah. and 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 uh, under the banner, a true erotic film. As a softcore feature, Emmanuel 2 stands out as one of the very best of its kind. Artfully rendered, beautifully photographed love or sex scenes that really push the limits on just how far a film could go. This is a sequel to one of the most successful erotic movies of all time. I can report, in all honesty, that it is a rare instance where the sequel is better than the original. While the first Emmanuel film by just Jacqueline is somehow dark and murky, Emmanuel 2 is bright and filled with life and with genuine eroticism. Yeah, Our Boner Patrol report would suggest otherwise, but by all <laughs> means, Falcon Air... Boner away. <laughs> Obviously, this feature had a much larger budget than its predecessor, and it shows. The viewer was introduced to the infamous Emmanuel character in 1974. She was a shy, quiet woman of 19, married to an older man who had very different views of sex. In that film, we witnessed the beginning of her sexual awakening. In this sequel, we see Emmanuel developed into
1: an incredibly strong, liberated woman who goes about her sexual conquests Like a drunken sailor. Like a drunken, and sometimes with drunken, or among drunken sailors in one scene. That's right. At one point, according to Wikipedia, Mm -hmm.
2: Emmanuel masquerades uh, inside of a brothel in Hong Kong and uses her successful masquerading as an opportunity to engage in group sex with some sailors. Mm -hmm. And can I say, looks like everyone's having a fucking hell of a time. Yeah, man. It's a good way to spend a day. All made more impressive, when you consider the fact, this is not the review, this is God Montgomery talking, that Sylvia Cristel, who plays the titular manuel, got an eye infection in her left eye during the making of this movie. A lot of
1: people don't know that. Yeah, I hate to hear it. She got pink eye. <laughs> she got an infection in her eye. Conjunctivitis. It could have been anything. That sucks. That sucks for her. I was reading a little bit about her, actually. Sylvia Cristel. Yeah. Um... A lot of ups and downs in her life. I will say that. And unfortunately, as is the case uh, with so many figures in the entertainment industry, didn't really get the money that it seems like she deserved. Uh, One particular incident involved her selling the rights to a film which went on to be very successful to her agent for kind of a quick buck, effectively. Mm. And um, I think she missed out on on a a small fortune as a result. She also, I read on her uh, Wikipedia. She tried to be a Bond girl multiple times. There were so many films where she tried to be one, and it it didn't go into the whys or wherefores. But I suspect, and this is the fucking hypocrisy of it all, isn't it, that the Bond franchise would be like, no, no, we want a hyper-sexualized woman that people have not seen the nipples of, because that would ruin it. Yeah. You can't have your nipples on
2: record and apply to be a Bond man or girl. Why do we call them girls? Why don't we call them a Bond woman? Because it was the fucking fifties. Yeah, we got to fetishize that shit. Can I just continue? Falconer gets into the sort of particulars.
1: Falconer sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I want to hear yeah. more from Falconer.
2: Gorgeous soundtrack by
1: celebrated composer Francis Lai. Hit pause, guy, because I would like to also extensively comment on this wonderful original score. It was so cool. There was a lot of. Um, Synth instrumentation, and it was quite soaring. In parts, there were scenes that I watched where I was going, "Man, if this was not scored, this would be boring as." Bachelor. The massage scene, for example, yeah, because it's like ten minutes long, just a lot of bodies rubbing on bodies.
2: Erotica is quite tantric because it was yeah. t- it was essentially five to ten minutes of these three masseuses, and I'm using inverted commas here, stripping down and just. I mean, they're not. It, it doesn't look like it qualifies for therapeutic massage. It's more a, a mental sort of relaxation.
1: They just rub the entirety of their bodies on the backs of those people they're massaging. It was. It seemed to me to be a lot focused on connecting your breasts to various parts of your client's body. Absolutely, that, that seemed to be the goal. And
2: I respect it because there was no end game. Yeah, there were there were suds, but there were no orgasms. And uh, that's a classy. Fucking experience That's what makes it erotica
1: My dude But it was uh Scored by this Fantastic soundtrack Which l- sounded like It was composed partially On whatever keyboard They used to do The Commodore 64 Game music You know Yeah Whizball baby It sounded like that It was just like Dope as Arpeggios Going up and down On like a Whatever the fuck I just want to continue Not a Hammond A um
2: I'll think of it later. Falconer goes on to say that if you have an interest in erotic films, mm. I recommend. Not really. You hunt this one down. Oh, God, okay. I have the DVD from the Netherlands, which I believe is the most uncut version available. The most uncut, okay. I also recommend seeing. This guy's reviewing a fucking Coke from Burger King like it's, <laughs> you know, a wine. I also recommend seeing the original first. It is not as good as this one, however, it is still a very good and important film as that is the one that started all. Plus, it's nice to see a character of erotic films actually develop and change throughout a series. I cannot, yeah, yeah. however, this yeah. is just for us now, Okay, Tim. okay, okay. I cannot, however, recommend most of the others in the series, oh. with the exception of the very rare Yellow Emmanuel and a couple of Laura Gemser films, as they range from bad to ridiculous. Oh. This stuff is worlds better than much of the ugly corporate crap that comes out of Hollywood these days.
1: You laugh, but he's right. I assume. But I feel like we're about, we're about to find that he's out. He's not he's not talking about um
2: Emmanuel. Yeah, when he, when he talks about the comparison with uh Hollywood, yes. I don't know that he's talking about erotica. It's like he's measuring a nineteen a seventies oh, right, right, right. French softcore pornography. Versus film. the fast and the furious. Exactly. I'm just checking out what other films Falconer likes to review. Yeah, fair enough too. And um they just...
1: they all appear to be of a pretty similar genre. Um I'm gonna pick a shining light. Are we doing that in this season? Do you want to know what you what genre of film it is? What? That this guy seems to like reviewing? What? Pornography? Uh... <laughs> yeah. <I know> <laughs> um And he's been doing it for 14 years. He's been dead for 14 years. 14 years is a long fucking time to be reviewing porn.
2: Also, that would mean that in 2006, when he registered on IMDb, that was one of his first reviews.
1: And can I say, Falconer, if you're listening, you did a fucking good job. Yeah, well done, man. Way to knock it out of the park. My shining light? Thanks for asking, guy. Definitely the polo scene. Because in spite of, you know, by cultural osmosis, me having a sense of knowing what polo was, I don't think I'd ever fucking seen it. Not with my own peepers, not in real life or on any kind of screen, like in a film, television, nothing. It looks obscenely dangerous. Let's get on a really fast version of a cow and attach a Is that how you think of horses? Yeah, really fast cows. Beautiful fast cows. Can
2: horses not exist without having to be compared to a different animal?
1: Well, I think it's a good reference point. Size-wise? If you're going to be a jerk about it, sure, but... Cows'
2: bodies go closer
1: to the ground. There's yeah. a huge chasm between yeah, well, this why they're stomach. fucking. That's why they're slower. What do I call them? It's a fast horse. Fast, beautiful. I mean, a fast, beautiful cow. Anyway, we got that going on and all that that entails. They also can be kind of grumpy. You never get a grumpy cow. Yes, cow, you do. And then you put a huge hammer in your fucking hand and everyone's chasing this tiny ball. What's that all about? You rich people have too much time on your (laughs) hands and not enough to do. you got to focus. Get some proper projects. Work in the community. Get a farm. Get a little block of land and work with your hands. You will feel better about yourself and the planet if you just ground yourself in the earth a little bit. Take your shoes off. Walk around. Survey your crops. There is no need for these beautiful, quick, Cows to be chasing after a little ball with big old hammers just because we're bored.
2: My shining light but was
1: when uh,
2: Tub Boy. There's a huge propeller. <laughs> about the fucking. Propeller. There's a massive propeller in this movie. I'd call it a sort of Hughes's propeller, <laughs> yeah. and it's it the just third lead It haunts a few of the scenes. It's just in the background of frame, or it's. It's just this massive unused propeller, and there was one scene where Tub Boy was shirtless. He was outside, and you better believe he was oiling up that propeller real good and proper. And that was the whole scene. He gave a bear to his friend Jean, Mister Emmanuel, while he watched him grease the propeller. Who and poured it, was it terribly? Because as noticed. because we don't understand what's, what's happening. The, like every every scene is laced with a certain amount of potential eroticism because we don't know you know we're we're lurching from scene to scene here and we've only got our instincts to follow whether or not something sexual is about to happen and the scene was so beautifully shot and this propeller was so beautifully oiled that i swore to god i thought the tub boy was going to sit on that fucking
1: propeller oh, wow, and he wait. did he didn't and that was the right decision Yeah, probably for the best but that scene was a delight. The propeller never was explained, also. Well, I guess we can't fucking understand what people are saying. I'm uh, making some pretty big generalizations based on me not understanding a lick of the dialogue of this film. But, you know, why was it there, man? We had a big ship at the start of the film. So maybe it was a, a prop on a boat or, you know, a ship. But it looked to me like an aeroplane propeller. It did. Of like a seasonal or something. Yeah. But then, I don't think we saw a single dang aeroplane in this film. No. Not one hog. Not one aeroplane. Otherwise,
2: Fucked. most of the things you'd want. Now,
1: i got a question for you. Based on... What was his name again? Falconer. Fal- Falcon Air? Falconer. Air. It sounds like based on what he said and he sounds like a man who knows that it's all downhill for us from here how do I know. you feel about that
2: as the films get worse the conversations get better it's really difficult to pick apart what is in essence a pretty high quality 1978 french erotica film when you don't have subtitles and you know all all all, all we did was just spend a vaguely enjoyable lightly stoned, hour and a half, watching Erotica
1: together. With with my dog. With Rufus. And there's nothing... Was that that bad? Because he's young. He's only a little over a year old. He was facing the wrong way
2: 90% of the time. That's true. I think I'm excited for
1: the films to get worse. I want us to go to space. It's essentially a countdown. And the same way that Mission Control counts down before the rocket takes off... Guy and I are counting down. I believe the seven original Emmanuel films before we get to the batshit crazy, dumbass American ones. Yeah, but I don't. I want to see space immediately. It's interesting. That's just, just one little sub series. We're, wa-
2: we're going to be watching the degradation of a franchise. Yeah. I and I'm celebrating it. I'm looking forward to this. This series becoming worse.
1: Okay, it's a bit more in our wheelhouse, isn't it? We're not about the good films. It's not real. It's what not that. It's just like, it's, do. I, don't, I don't even know if I have the um,
2: necessary faculty exactly. to discuss these films in the terms in which they're meant to be discussed. I've got a brain. Yep. I've got a mouth. Yep. I've got a microphone. Yeah, you do. But I've got no fucking idea what I'm looking for. <laughs> i got no fucking idea what they're saying. <laughs> I
1: don't, yeah. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. What do you think? Yeah, fucking uh, Roger Ebert?
2: No, I don't, I don't think of myself as that. I'm just seeing if I've got any other notes. They use any. quite a cool device. Okay. Here we go. They use it in the acupuncture scene, they use it again in the um I keep forgetting what I called it. That film that thingy in you the corner. It a- what did you call it? Pictogram? Pictograph or something? They use it in the uh, in the acupuncture and the pictograph scene where
1: it's like a ViewMaster, everyone. Yeah, but, but the frames are going quicker, so it looks animated. There's
2: a there's this sort of beautiful duality in the storytelling that they really they really confidently apply. Where they, she's very much having an experience in real life in the world, and it's going back and forth between that and a fantasy that's occurring simultaneously, or a reference point. That's happening simultaneously. Mm. And I just want to congratulate Emmanuel De Not One Hog for... Cross-cutting. For this... Yeah, for cross-cutting. But like in a in a language, in a genre with which I'm not familiar, it's just in nice to see... In a world where you're not allowed to see a penis.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. So weird. Have you got anything else to say? No, nah, man. Just loved seeing Emmanuel smoke a cigar. 10 out of 10. This one... 10 out of 10. I'm going there. I'm doing it. I'm laying it on the line. Probably, I imagine if I could hear the dialogue, a perfect one of these, which is an erotic film from the 70s. What's the moral? The moral of the story is if you want something in this world, you know, make a plan. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Yeah.
2: The moral for me... And also,
1: props look real good when you oil them up.
2: The moral for me... Is that there are no ill consequences to opening up your relationship. It doesn't create any confusion or opportunity for misunderstanding or any, even a shred of jealousy. It's the perfect solution and it must be applied widely and immediately. <laughs>